I, I better be getting some responses in that comment section. Listen, it's quiet in here. Uh, he is risen. Let it, get, let it get noisy in that comment section. Uh, hey, I'm so glad that we can connect. I'm so glad that we have the technology that allows us to connect, even if Easter looks a little different uh, this year. I'd be curious to know, if you're tuned in, where are you watching from? We have people who are uh, watching, we know, from, from all over the U.S. We have people who are watching all across the world. And so I'd love to hear uh, where you are today uh, watching this, this service. I, again, I'm thankful that we have the technology that allows all of us to connect uh, in, in this way. Uh, we are fortunate uh, that even if we can't meet in person, that we can still uh, have, have Easter together because Easter doesn't just take place in a building. Uh, Easter is something that we can celebrate wherever we're at uh, this, this, this morning. Um, you know, it was uh, about almost 20 years ago when I uh, wrote this, this, this prayer request list and uh, I was opening up a book uh, just about three weeks ago that I hadn't opened up in about 20 years, and this piece of paper fell out. And it was this piece of paper right here. And so uh, I, uh, I, I opened it up, and because I was curious, you know, this book I haven't opened in, in 20 years. What, what is this, this piece of paper that I might find in there? And it was that prayer request list that I had written when Danielle and I were, were just first married. And I was reading some of these requests that I had written. Uh, one of the, the requests was uh, I, we, were, we were praying and asking God for, for a bigger uh, space to live. We had this cramped up one-bedroom uh, apartment at the time. We, we wanted to have kids. We knew that. Uh, and so we prayed that God would provide at least a two-bedroom, something like that. And God has certainly provided and answered that prayer uh, in, in our lives. Um, uh, I prayed that I, God would give me uh, a ministry in a church. I've, I've always loved the local church, and I wanted to do ministry in the local church. And so almost 20 years ago, before I ever was on staff at a church, uh, asked God to, to do that in my life. And, and sure enough, uh, here I am today working in the local church, which I love. Uh, and, then, and then I asked, <laughs> even on here, I asked for a car that works. Um, and, and God has even answered that prayer. Now, it's a 2007 Kia Spectra, so God didn't go crazy uh, answering that prayer. But you know what? It gets me from point A. It gets me to point B. It's, it's a car that works. As, as I was reading these prayer requests, though, it got me thinking back on my life, sort of my spiritual journey and, and where I've come from and, and where God has been, been leading me all, all these years. And what I... What I realized was life has not always gone according to, to plan. I was thinking back on, on my wedding day <laughs> with Danielle. Uh, we got uh, married in, in July, on July 7th. And it must have been one of the, the hottest days ever in Minnesota. And this chapel that we got married in just happened not to have any air conditioning. It was hot. Everyone was sweating. Danielle and I were up at the altar sweating and... Uh, my grandma almost passed out, and she's from Texas, okay? That's how hot it was. Our, our wedding day didn't go according to plan. Danielle wanted to have kids and thought we would have kids uh, early in life, but because of school and some other circumstances, 
Uh, we, did, we didn't have kids um, for seven, eight years um, after, we were, after we were married. Um, and for Danielle, life, life didn't go according to plan. I would eventually go and get some more schooling, um, and we would have to move. And then after five years of, of more school, we would move back up to Minnesota, uh, where I was hoping to, to land a job uh, working in the church um, for the first time. Um, on staff at a church, but it was a year and a half uh, before anyone would hire me. It, it was a year and a half. And, and even when I got hired, that was a part-time job. Life didn't go according um, to plan. And, and maybe you can relate to that. You know, maybe life hasn't always gone according to plan for you. Uh, for you, maybe it was that divorce uh, maybe it was losing your job. Maybe it was the loss of a loved one. Maybe you couldn't have children or you lost a child. And life didn't go according to plan. This morning, I want us to look at a family uh, where life didn't go according to plan. Uh, primarily, we're going to be looking at these two sisters. Their names are Mary and Martha. Uh, Mary is a friend of Jesus. This isn't Mary, the mother of Jesus. This is Mary, a friend of Jesus. Uh, Martha is a friend of Jesus. And they have a brother named Lazarus, who is also a friend of Jesus. But Lazarus has died. And life hasn't gone according to plan for Mary and for Martha. And so Jesus goes to this funeral. Funeral for his friend, Lazarus, who has just died. And of course, there's, there's mourning and there's weeping. There is grieving. And there's even anger. Mary says to Jesus, if, if you had been here, Jesus, he wouldn't have died. And she's angry. And Jesus is moved by all of this. This reality of death and, and the reality of how it affects us. And so he says, I want to go to the tomb where Lazarus is laid. And so in John 11, verse 38, we read this, that Jesus, deeply moved, he came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. And listen to what he says, take away the stone. Take away the stone, he said. He, he's saying here, I, I want to do something. I'm about to do something in your midst. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor for he has been in there for days. The King James Version said, he stinketh. <laughs> He's been laying in there four days. He hasn't moved. He stinketh. And I just want to take a time out and ask you the question, what do you do? And how do you respond when life stinketh? How do you respond when life doesn't go according to plan? I know what I do. I doubt God. I say things like, God, how could you let something like this happen? Where were you? 
Why would you allow this to happen? And I doubt. But look at what Jesus says. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Did I not tell you that if you would believe in me, you would see the greatness and the goodness of God in your midst? If you believe in me. And so with the rest of the, the time we have today, I, I want to talk about what, why. Why believe in this Jesus? Why, why does God ask us to put our faith, our trust in this Jesus? I believe there's a few reasons. First, it's so that we will experience his love. When we put our faith in Jesus, we can experience God's love for us. Jesus goes on in verse 41 to, to pray this prayer. He says, uh, so they took away the stone. So they do what Jesus said. They move the stone away. And then Jesus looked up and, and he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this. He's saying, I said this out loud for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. In other words, Jesus could have prayed a silent prayer and could have prayed that God would answer his prayer silently, but he says it out loud so that the people will recognize who he is. Friends, do we realize that when our hearts are opened, that when the eyes of our heart are opened to see who Jesus is, that that is the greatest act of love God can do in our life, is reveal the glory of Jesus into a human heart? See, so often we think God's love is his showering us with gifts that bring comfort into our life. But I'm telling you, more than that, God's love for us is when he reveals his glory to us through Christ. That's when we know God's love. Imagine your heart being filled with more joy. Imagine your heart being filled with more peace. Imagine your heart being filled with more wonder and beauty because you see the Son of God. That is love. It's like standing at the ocean. I don't know if you've ever stood at a beach and, and maybe just been able to oversee the ocean, hear the waves of the, uh, the ocean rolling in, and, and you just kind of lose yourself a little bit. You, you, you kind of feel so small, but, but your problems also feel very small, and you get lost in the awe and the wonder of, of this amazing ocean that you're standing in the presence of. And now imagine you start swimming that ocean and I'm gonna swim out to the horizon and you swim out to the horizon thinking you're gonna to swim to the other side only to realize there's another horizon. 
And so you swim again, only to realize there's another horizon. And friends, you can keep swimming, but you're never going to swim across the Pacific Ocean. This is like God's love for us in Jesus Christ. You could get to the middle of the ocean and say, I'm going to go to the bottom of this ocean. You're never going to touch the bottom. It's too great. It's too big. This is why the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 3, 3 listen to this. He's praying for the church of Ephesus, but he's praying for us as well. He says, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love together with all the Lord's holy people, may have power, the power in your heart to grasp how wide and how long and high and how deep is the love of Christ. And then don't miss this. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge means we can't ever tap it out. We can't ever wrap our minds around it. You'll swim out to the horizon of God's greatness only to realize he's greater. You're going to swim out to the, to the horizon of God's wonder only to realize he's more wonderful. You're going to swim out to the horizon of his glory and think you know his glory only to realize that 10,000 times more he's more glorious and beautiful and amazing than you ever thought. The most loving thing God can do for us more than just showering us with gifts that make life comfortable is reveal his glory to us through Jesus Christ. But friends, we won't know that glory. We won't know that beauty. We won't know how amazing he is unless we believe in him. Unless we have a relationship with him. Unless we spend time with him. Which is one of my hopes in this whole coronavirus crisis. Is that maybe we would be able to slow down a little bit and spend some more time with this Jesus so that our hearts can have more and more of God's glory revealed to us through him. So the first reason we put our faith in Jesus is so that we can experience his love. The second reason we put our faith in Jesus is so that we can have eternal hope. So that we can have eternal hope. Listen to this. Verse 43 after he prays this prayer, Jesus called out in a loud voice and he says, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. His hands and his feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And so Jesus does the miracle. He raises Lazarus, who's been dead for four days. He raises him from the dead. But really... This isn't a resurrection as much as it is a resuscitation because Lazarus will die again someday. He's been raised, and this is a miracle, but he will die again. But Jesus says something earlier that we need to hear. He says this to Martha before he comes to the tomb. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Even though our bodies will die, he's saying, we will live on. 
Our soul will live on with him. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Your consciousness, who you are, will live on. And then he says it a third time, do you believe this? (laughs) Don't miss that. The one who believes in me will live. Whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? The disciples who followed Jesus at this time and his followers, you know, they didn't believe. Not really. Like, like they saw Jesus do some amazing things and, and they wanted to be close to this Jesus, but, but they, they didn't fully understand who he was or what he was saying here. I don't know if you've ever done that. You, you say you have faith, but then you find out in, when the rubber hits the road, like you don't really trust and you don't really have faith. This, this was the disciples. Uh, in fact, at Jesus' trial, uh, we're going to read about Peter. His right, Jesus is Jesus' right-hand man who denies him three times. Peter denies Jesus three times. In fact, on the third time, he said, I don't even know the man. Stop, stop pestering me about it. I don't even know who he is. Peter did this because he was afraid. We're told after the crucifixion, all of the disciples went into hiding. They're all hiding in a house with the door locked because they think that the Roman soldiers are going to be coming after them next. And yet, just a little bit, uh, you know, after a month, a little more than a month later, these same disciples are going to be out in the city streets proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ boldly telling people that Jesus is the Son of God who died for our sins to give us eternal life. They're going to be boldly proclaiming that. They're going to be arrested for that. And and maybe you didn't know this, but all of the disciples are going to be killed for their faith. Uh, John is going to die in exile on the island of Patmos, but the rest of them are going to die these brutal, brutal deaths. Some of them are going to be run through, stabbed with swords and spears, Um, Some of them are going to be beheaded. Peter is going to be crucified like Jesus, but he's going to say, I'm not worthy to die like Jesus. And so the Romans are going to turn his cross upside down and Peter will die on an upside down cross, a brutal death. It raises the question, why would the disciples do this? For money? For fame? Friends, they did this because they saw Jesus die on a cross and three days later, he was walking around again. Three days later, he was talking with them again. He was eating with them again. He was teaching them about things to come. He died, but he was raised from the dead proving what he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And whoever believes in me will live forever too. You know, Easter is a, um, it's a fun time to to get together with family when we can do that. And it's a nice holiday that we celebrate here in the U.S. But we got to understand, friends, Easter is not just a holiday. It is a historical event that changes everything. 
Jesus died and was raised again and all who believe in him will follow in his wake and live on for eternity. The work has been done. It has happened. Eternal life has been established for all who believe. Do you believe this? I would just ask you the question. None of us have a guarantee on life. None of us know for sure. But if, if you were to die today, do you know where you're going? Do you know where you would spend your eternity? Have you put your faith in this Jesus? Do you believe? The third and the last reason we put our faith in Jesus is so that we can live a new life. It's not just for some future hope that we have, which is wonderful, but it's also so that we can live a new life right here and right now. In fact, look at what Jesus says uh, after Lazarus is raised from the, the dead. Verse 44, Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Saying, take off the old self. Take off the grave clothes. This, this is symbolic for us, friends. He's saying, I will give you new life, but what you have to do is you have to take off your old self. You have to take off the old grave clothes. You have to take off the shame. You have to take off the guilt. You have to take off the fear. And you have to start walking in freedom, following me. He doesn't just give us some future hope. He gives us a present reality. A present reality of new life. That you and I can live a new life. That our sins can be forgiven. This is why he died on the cross. So that he could carry your sin, every bad thing, all the ick all the bad stuff you had ever done, he takes it in his body, dies with it and lays it in the tomb so that you can be forgiven, so that you can be washed clean. Even though our sin is like scarlet, I will make you white as snow so that we can be clean and so that we can live a new way of life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I hope you'll claim this promise for your life. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God's saying, I have good plans for your life. If you'll take off your grave clothes, if you will take off your old self, if you will follow me, I have good plans. For you. Friends, many of you know my story, <laughs> and I have to keep telling it because it's how God reveals his glory through my life. But when I was in high school, I got caught up in drugs. And uh, I did drugs each and every day. I, I, I would wake up in the morning, I would do drugs. Before I'd go to bed, I would do drugs. And I did some terrible, terrible, terrible things. Um, to make sure I had those drugs. I got kicked out of high school, and so I eventually just dropped out, uh, got arrested for truancy, 
but never went back to school. And um, it was bad. It was dark. But one night, I came to my wit's end, and I, I just, I cried out to God. I, I, I'd grown up, you know, hearing about this Jesus, so I knew a little bit. I knew enough to cry out and say, God, I am a sinner. Save me from my sin. I surrender my life to you. Because it can't get any worse than this. <laughs> so I surrendered my life to God that night. And sometimes we hear a story like that and we think, oh, well, then things got better. But I'm going to tell you, things did not get better for me. Things got worse. It was hard. I lost all my friends. I stopped doing drugs, so you can imagine the withdrawal and the things that I was dealing with there. It was hard. All I had was the faith in this Jesus. And I remember just taking it day by day. I would just say, Jesus, I'm just going to follow you today. Because I wasn't even sure. I was ready to give up on life. But Jesus, I'm going to give you this day. I'm just going to follow you for this day. And I would follow Jesus. And things wouldn't get all that much better. In fact, I'd have some really hard days. But then I would just somehow, by God's grace, I'd wake up the next day and say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to give you this day. And so I would take another step. And I couldn't see God working. I couldn't see him really, you know, helping me. It was just one day after another. I'm, I'm Jesus, I'm going to give you this day and, and I'm going to follow you. And, and then one day, uh, I... I, I I got into this school. It was a one-year Bible college that would take me despite the fact I hadn't finished high school. And so I went to this school and that was just another step and, and Jesus was kind of there. And then uh, I met this girl. Her name was Danielle. And uh, I, I started dating this Danielle and then, and then we got married. <laughs> but before we did, Danielle said, you should come check out this school called Northwestern College up here in Minnesota. And so I did thinking there's no way they're gonna let me in, but somehow I slipped through the cracks. They, they let me in and, and just another step, just another step of faith. And, and then Danielle and I, we, we get married and, and, and even though things weren't always going according to plan, we didn't always see how God was working in our life. Danielle has to wait seven years to have have her first kids, even though that was really hard for her, God blesses us with twins. <laughs> you know, two for the price of five is what it felt like, but it's like twins. And we just took another step of faith and just another step of faith. And then we moved up to Minnesota again after finishing seminary, couldn't find jobs and just took another step of faith. And then God opened up an opportunity for me to get involved in a church. And that one thing led to another and just another step of faith. And then I find myself here at Edinburgh Church and I look back on my life. And even though I couldn't always see it and life didn't always go according to plan, what I realized is my God is a good, faithful, loving, redeeming God. God, and he has redeemed my life and he will redeem your life too if we believe. This is what we have in Jesus Christ, a God who loves us, a God who promises us eternal life forever with him and a God who can give us a new life no matter where we find ourselves at today. This is our God. This is his goodness for all who believe in this Jesus Christ. 
Friends, what I'm talking about today isn't religion. What I'm talking about today can't be based on your parents' faith or anyone else's faith. This has to be your faith. Believing in a Jesus who loves you, who died for you, and has great plans for your life. But it all starts with that first step. God, save me from my sin. I surrender my life to you. Friends, put your faith in this Jesus. Life will not always go according to plan. But those who believe will see the glory of God. I want to pray for us this Easter Sunday. So I would just ask, wherever you're at, could you just bow your head? Just bow your head. Connect your heart right now with this God. Friends, this is all real. I know culture will tell you this stuff isn't real. I know the world will tell you. That's because there's an enemy called the devil who wants to tell you this stuff isn't real. It's all real. It happened. It's historical. <laughs> He's changing lives today. It's real. And it can all be yours in Christ. If we'll stop playing games, if we'll stop playing religion and we'll just come to him and say, Jesus, help me to believe. In fact, that's my prayer for us right now. God, would you give us faith to see who this Jesus is? Would you open the eyes of our hearts so that we might know him, so that we might see how wonderful and beautiful and great and amazing he is? God, would you give us faith to know him, to walk with him, to do life with him, even when things aren't going according to plan? Thank you, God, for your love for us. Thank you that you, you meet us even through Easter Sundays like this, right where we're at, showing us grace, giving us opportunity to turn from our sin and to step into the greatness you want for us, the great things, the glorious things that come from you. And if you're out there right now and you're like, I need this. I want to know this Jesus. I want to do life with this Jesus. I want eternal life. I want to know God's love. I want to take off the old and step into the new. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. This is just between you and God. But you just say, God, I am a sinner. Save me from my sin. I surrender my life to you. It's yours. I want to step into something new. I want to live the good plan you have for my life. So God, give me faith because I can't always see it. And there are days where I doubt. So God, give me faith to believe in this Jesus so that I might see and know your glory and be filled with joy 
as a result of what you're gonna do in my life. We pray all of this in Jesus' good, glorious name. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, <laughs> I can't tell you what that means for your life, but it means big things. And um, we want to know about it, and you should let others know about it. And so what I would encourage you to do um, is either maybe even in the comments section or you direct message us through Facebook, you let us know that you've prayed that prayer today. You can also text us at, uh, you just text Yes Jesus at 555-888. Yes Jesus at 555-888. What we want to do through all of this is just send you a free resource that's going to help you take next steps in following this Jesus and understanding who this Jesus is and how he can change your life. So let us know about it. You know, right in, we're going to be praying for you. And we're going to be trusting that you're going to see the glory of God in your life. Put your faith in Jesus. You won't regret it. Happy Easter, everyone.